You're listening to a very special bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we talk to director Jeremy Sims about his Australian movie Rams. So Rams takes place in remote Western Australia, where two estranged brothers, Colin, Sam Neill, and Les, Michael Caton, are at war, raising separate flocks of sheep descendant from their family's prized bloodline. The two men work side by side, yet are worlds apart. When Les's prized ram is diagnosed with a rare and lethal illness, authorities order a purge of every sheep in the valley. While Colin attempts to stealthily outwit the powers that be, Les opts for angry defiance. But can the warring brothers set aside their differences to save their herd and their community? This is a really great Australian film, and I sat down with director Jeremy Sims to talk about what it was like making this movie for Australian audiences and what it was like working with Sam Neill and Michael Caton, who haven't been on screen together in more than 40 years. It's great to see them back together, and gee, are they fantastic. Well, Lee, I can't wait to sink my teeth into your interview with Jeremy Sims. Let's have a listen right now. Jeremy, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Hello. Hi, Lee. Firstly, I was not prepared for how harrowing this film is in places, so thank oh. you for that. <laughs> Sobbing on my couch. Well, when you uh, had to kill the sheep, was that the tricky bit? Yeah, but also the performances between Michael and Sam were just fantastic. What was it like getting them back together again after so long on screen? Well, I think in the end they had a really good time, but... Mm. Kind of the great thing for the film was they really are couldn't be more different people if they tried. So them sitting together in a green room waiting for me to get my shots set up between sex, because Sam kind of tweets and messages people all around the world. Kind mm. of, and as you know from the whole COVID break, um, he's, a, he's a very funny man. Mm-hmm. But he loves he loves his social media. And social media for Caton is about stopping people uh, fracking and helping out people with various causes and things. So they both were in their own little world. They both have a huge amount of respect for one another. And I think I think doing the film together kind of made them both appreciate the skills that the other have. You know, you don't make movies and television for 50 years without getting really, really good at it. So mm-hmm. directing actors like them, and, and obviously I know Caton backwards, um, it's, it's an absolute joy to work with them on where the camera is and how, how to pitch their performance. You know, it's just fantastic. So they made your job easier for you then, not harder? Uh, that'd be the short version of the, <laughs> of, the, of the answer. It wouldn't be strictly true. Uh, I think at times Sam was slightly shocked that he had to work all day, every day on the movie. I think Sam hasn't actually played a lead role in a film for quite a long time. So I think in his mind, uh, when you make a movie, you do a couple of days work on set and then you go for nice long lunches with famous people. And on this film, he had to really, really work hard. And he, boy, did he work hard. Not only is he in every, nearly every scene in the movie, but he also had the sheep to deal with. And, and his, you know, his patience and his preparation and his ability to do all that stuff was incredible. So obviously this film is based on an Icelandic story but what is your rams about at its core oh look at its core it's it's about what the original one was about as well because grimmer's uh version called hruta in icelandic great pronunciation uh, there <laughs> is based on the icelandic uh saga mm. 
Mm-hmm. And the, so the story of Cain and Abel, which is in the Bible, the story of two warring brothers who have diametrically opposed personalities is one of the oldest stories in the human lexicon. So I, as far as I was concerned, I was remaking that story and Grimaud had his version of it and I approached it that way. So I, I'm, I was a huge fan of the film and, and it was on the, on the festival circuit when Last Cab to Darwin was, was on the festival circuit, so I knew a lot about it. But I also knew that the film version that I wanted to make, I would like it to appeal to a broader audience than Hrutar could. And al- although um, Grimaud's film is beautiful, it's also slow and dark and a lot of people would find it hard going. It rewards a festival audience and it rewards film people that love movies like me. But it, it's not a, it, it, it's too slow a film, basically, to find that broad audience. And I was really intrigued to know what it would be like if we let the audience see what happened to the community that these people lived in, not just to the brothers. So introducing the community, setting it in Australia, and then dealing with the idea of men on the land, mm-hmm. um, which is in, in its own way a big issue in Australia. I, I just knew all those things would be interesting. Um, so we, we, we approached it from that point of view. We never approached it as a remake, but so many great films in the history of filmmaking are reimaginings of stories that have been told three or four times already. Um, so I just looked at it for, from it being a tradition you know, in filmmaking to tell a story again in your own way. And it ended up being so relatable this year, didn't it, between the bushfires and a pandemic. It's just there's so much symmetry in this story right now. Someone I just spoke to said said that why don't I make a film about lotto numbers next so that everyone can <laughs> find out what um, That's great. <laughs> the, the, particularly, I mean, we knew bushfires are, are a big part of our lives and, they, and every every summer. Somewhere in Australia, there's issues with bushfires and the, and the volunteer fire brigades that exist around the country are extraordinary. They're uniquely Australian. And I made a TV show called Fireflies many years ago that I was the lead in for the ABC. I've spent time with us. So I knew that world and it was great doing that stuff. But the pandemic thing, that was really just incredible because the metaphor for us where sheep are us and what do you do when you've got a disease that's that infection? Mm. Uh, and in the case of these guys, they had to kill all of their sheep. So that discussion about is that mm. reasonable, is that fair, should we lock it down to this degree and should we and destroy mm. our industry, all those questions are being asked now by us, of our, particularly of our elderly, you know, and do we see them as sheep or do we see them as our, our grandparents <laughs> um, and everything in between? So, yeah, it, it really it couldn't be more timely. And how did you settle on the location? Was it Mount Barker in Western Australia? It was a beautiful location. Yeah, um, the original idea was 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 the producers Janelle and Aidan saw rams, and you know when we're on the festival circuit, and mm. it was the, them who went. You know what? Imagine this in WA. And that's a really it was a really clever thing to do because it never crossed my mind. They, their original idea was simply that what if they were bushfires? What if it wasn't snow but it was heat? Which is what, mm. if you grow up in WA during uh, summer, it's it's incredible. It, it's, a, it's a very visceral thing, just like the ice in Iceland is visceral. So they, they did all that and then it was just like looking for the right town and, and Mount Barker ticked all the boxes. Um, it meant we could also use a few shots around Albany, which is incredibly beautiful. 
I grew up going down south on surfing trips, so I know that area really, really well. And mm. just for everybody, it was it was such a such a great experience. You know, I'd do it again tomorrow if I could. It must have been great being able to film in your home state then. Yeah, and, and my you know my, my my family came over at various times, and I was there for quite a long. It, it was honestly, it was really fantastic to shoot down there in WA shooting West Australian characters. A lot of people from, from Mount Barker in the movie. Mm. And no, it was just, it was a joy. I'll never forget it. I just want to touch on quickly the use of the word righto in the film. It uh, says so much in so many different ways. Was that, that was intentional, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, that was Jules's way of conveying. Look, the thing we have in common with Icelandic people mm. is that particularly Australian men, is the ability to say a lot without saying much. And <laughs> uh, Australian men, are, particularly in the country, are very taciturn, just like um, Icelandic farmers are. I think that was kind of our touchstone to what's really similar between these characters is that the big issue in, you know, we're, we're dealing with, with depression in Australian men in the country and in farming communities is getting them to talk. Mm. You know, that's the hardest thing. And so we use the word, the term righto as a way of kind of saying, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, we're okay. I know what's going on. And so it was originally for the character of Colin, it was his way of avoiding conversation. So people would say shit to him and he'd go righto. But at the end, when he and, uh, and his brother say righto to one another at the end, it's a good thing. It means I understand you. I definitely loved it. And I've got to wrap it up now. Sorry, Jeremy. But just before I go, would you have a message for Australians out there who are maybe feeling a little bit hesitant to get back into the cinema still? Well, I would say go into a cinema that you love, wear a mask and enjoy going to watch a movie and with other people around you. That's that's the whole point of making movies is it's the opposite experience of sitting on your couch with your earphones on, yeah. watching the entire season of handmaid's tale or whatever it is you're mm. doing you go along get some popcorn have a glass of wine go with your family and watch a movie together it's there's it's you can't beat it that's what we love exactly right thank you so much for your time today jeremy i have to wrap it up but thank you so much for your generous answers yes all right thanks bye Wasn't Jeremy great? He had some fantastic insights into making this film and what it really is about at the heart of the story. He's such a nice man. He's so articulate, isn't he? Mm -hmm. And obviously very passionate about the state of Western Australia, his hometown, and making this film and working with such incredible veteran actors in Sam Neill and Michael Kate and just wonderful. Such a good interview, Lee. Nice work. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed it and thanks for listening. Catch you next time. If you enjoy our episodes, head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. While you're there, we would love you to rate us and leave a review. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio.